Stream the show on demand at KetchikanRadio.com. City Forum. Yes, it's Michelle with the Greater Ketchikan Chamber of Commerce. It is Business Matters Monday right here on First City Forum. Now, if we're going to be talking business matters, important matters, the first person that we need to talk to is Dave from the governor's office. Dave, are you there? Happy Monday, Michelle. Welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm like, welcome back, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I always listened to you when I was in my car and listening in my office and everything else when you were on with the great Joe Williams. But uh, So we switched it up a little bit. And so the Chamber has hijacked First City Forum every Monday to talk about business matters and issues facing the community. And you are like the perfect person to have call in on Mondays. Now, how are you doing up there? I mean, it's it's already getting pretty exciting in the legislature. Oh, it's yeah. I've actually got the House floor session on now, and um, that was something about somebody on committees and and that. So I, I'm, I'm glad it was eleven o'clock, and I could call you. Uh, all, all of that, all of that legislative stuff is uh, a little interesting to me. Trying to herd sixty cats, but yeah, as long oh, as wait, uh, wait, wait our second. Mondays don't include rubber chicken, we can talk chamber stuff all day long. <laughs> so it, no, no, no. Wait, it's it's fifty nine cats and one oath keeper. <laughs> yeah, I got in trouble on the Sitka station a few days ago. I have no idea who those people are. I don't pay, a, I don't I don't pay attention to that stuff. <laughs> I'm the parent of a high school senior. If people think that, that I in the governor's office bebop around, keeping track of all these different clubs and, and organizations. No, I'm, I'm too busy watching TikTok videos on uh, Salt Bay. So <laughs> There could be the Alaska State Legislature TikTok channel. That would be interesting. Oh my gosh! Don't give them an idea. Your PFD goes up. Your PFD goes down. That's Where's right. With a sprinkle week? of fake tears. <laughs> sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. Well, so hey, I thought the uh, governor's address was was interesting, and also heard some reports on what's going on up there in terms of business that they're attacking. The other thing that I found was extremely fascinating, and I honestly didn't know this, but um, and it went something like this: that annually there's like over 240 pieces of legislation that are put forward, but usually like only 10 to 12 actually get through the process. Oh, yeah, we have, we have uh, for example, land use bills that we've uh, introduced in prior legislative sessions. Uh, the governor's fiscal plan uh, remains in Senate finance, perhaps for all eternity. Uh, there's no indication that it's leaving uh, that body anytime soon. Uh, and, and so we're, we're, we're trying to find some common ground with legislators who, who frankly are looking at the 2022, whether it's the tourism season or other business practices the state's had for decades because we've always done it that way and try to remove or ease some of those barriers to operation. You know, COVID, for all of the problems it it caused businesses across the state, it also was a pretty good reckoning for for us in the executive branch, and I'm assuming members of the legislature, to look at all of these these rules and regs and say, well, you can't do it this way and you can't. And then then you begin to ask, well, why? And uh, invariably, 
the the answers we found is well just because and 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 if if we're going to try to you know not not throw money at businesses because sooner or later the, the the feds will stop printing money but but get out of the way of of businesses and organizations uh for these weird reasons of well we've always done it that way and you're just going to have to continue to operate that way uh it, it is an opportunity to hit a hard reset on a lot of different aspects of how uh, the state regulates businesses or whether it's uh, business licenses or rules or regulations governing the hospitality industry. And and guess what? We eased restrictions, we eased regulations, and the state of Alaska didn't implode. So perhaps, perhaps, there are other opportunities to explore and expand on that. Well, I think you have a couple of other interesting things looming as well, because you've got Earlier this year, the oil price of oil was negative, and now it's. They're saying it might even go to a hundred dollars. So you know, the the natural kind of human instinct is to say, "Hey, hey, we've got money. Let's go ahead and spend it." Well, maybe not. And then the other thing is, like you said, uh, the the government has got to stop printing money one of these days. And so there's a whole bunch of this federal funding coming in. But are those actually dollars that should go towards things that need to continue? In other words, we could be in a pickle in a couple of years if we're banking on money that's not going to last forever. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, we've made the argument that the worst time to go grocery shopping is when you're hungry. Uh, the, the, the worst time to cut the budget probably is when you're desperate. And so the, this, the, the budget that the governor introduced, this last one, uh, is about 7% under the budget that he inherited when he came into office several years ago, and immediately the price of oil dropped, and we were looking at a $1.3, $1.4 billion budget deficit. And, and you're right. Right now, with the price of oil, with the performance of the stock market, and anybody who's been even remotely paying attention to their 401k or their Roth or whatever they have, everybody who had money in the stock market did well. I mean, the, the, the permanent fund earnings did well, but it did as well, basically, as the, the standard index. So, I mean, it, it, average returns between 25 and 33 percent across the board. And so we built a budget based on oil, I think, at $76 a barrel. It's well above that. And next year's budget is at 70. We, we based it on um an oil price about $72, $73 a barrel. And the futures market would indicate that uh, oil futures in, in the 80-plus range, anywhere from high 80s to low 90s. So we have not proposed a budget that spends up to that limit. And, and your members will, and listeners will probably appreciate this, every month, uh, if there's a deviation in our earnings uh, projection, plus or minus 10%, uh, Department of Revenue is going to put out an updated revenue forecast to reflect that. So instead of twice a year, we're sort of guessing what the state's going to take in. If we have any wild swings to the plus or minus, all Alaskans are going to know about it. Oh, interesting. I, that Now, that I didn't know. That's ab- actually fascinating. Well, you might be interested to know, you know, we're talking about how you run the government and the, the services that are available. You know, you were, <laughs> I got to I gotta go tongue in cheek. I got to go here. You're an old old radio guy. You know, you don't want to go grocery shopping um, if you're hungry. Uh, but for some folks up in like Skagway or Haines, they don't want to go grocery shopping at all. It's good to hear that that Taslina's going back online so that they can go grocery shopping. 
Yeah, now if we can just get uh, things on the ferries from the uh, supply chain in the lower 48, uh, the, the sailings will be relevant. It, even even here on the quote-unquote road system, there are plenty of stores with plenty of, of empty shelves. Uh, you know, when, when, when Costco doesn't have eggs, uh, it immediately gets everybody's attention. And, you know, the... the as with with all uh, ships, once you start to do your, your annual maintenance, you pull panels back, you you find corrosion and other problems that you never anticipate. And so, uh, if if you if you have the spare parts on the shelves or the sheet metal or, or whatever to do the the work that you need to do, fine. But now those repairs on on uh, one of the ferries is delayed. I think it's a Tusty. I, I can't remember for sure due to. A lack of ability for for uh, repair parts to be delivered, and so we 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 could we could make you know we we could do whatever we wanted with COVID uh, by tomorrow. You know nobody wears masks, everybody wears masks, whatever, whatever, whatever. The the slow recovery of the supply chain is is going to be with us for for quite a while. You uh, you know you what. Can't Dave, yep. three years. That's what I heard an article. I've cra- this sounds crazy, but I, I listened to this talk radio station in St. Louis of all places. I don't know how I stumbled upon these guys. Anyway, they did an interview with a, uh, a guy who owns a trucking company uh, out of Canada, believe it or not. And he spoke two things very interesting. First, he said the supply issue is going to be going on for probably the next three years, which I, wow, holy smokes. Um, but he was saying one of the major problems that they're having with the truck drivers, twofold. The first off, the Canadian drivers, who typically will bring stuff across the border because of the Canadian regulations, they have to, they can come over here just fine and deliver what they need to deliver, but they can't go back for 14 days. And then the other thing that he mentioned, which I found fascinating, and my guests in the studio, by the way, TSS, um, Renee and Ginny, um, and they're going to talk about something that is directly related to government. Uh, but he was saying that, you know, there, there's legislation that's been put forward about uh, having 18-year-olds be able to get CDLs. And um, the fact that he goes, that's ridiculous. He goes, it sounds really good on paper, but he goes, the problem is they can't be insured. Um, no one can insure the 18-year-olds. And so he goes, that's, that's all great. He goes, but the problem is not only the people, but all of these various regulations. And so not only we've got, you know, transportation issues, thank goodness the state from the ferry side is dealing with those, but now the trucking issues. And then, you know, there's a whole other ball of wax that goes along with that. And I think Renee's raising her hand. She goes, I want to say something. I have to say, starting February 7, the federal motor carriers also throws an added wrench in that if you're trying to get a CDL starting on February 7, you must attend an official driver training school. Alaska has one in Anchorage, four weeks. Holy smokes. Every driver. So if you're thinking you're going to get a CDL, you have to do it this week. <laughs> so oh, yeah, were- it, it, it is absolutely insane. Part of the practicum, on uh, I think there's a, there's a road test that you have to do, and uh, if, if you're, of course, there's a lot of places across the state where you just don't have X number stretch of, of certain road. It, it, it is, and yeah, to the, to the 18-year-olds getting CDLs, uh, 18-year-olds can't rent a car. Right, not until they're 25. That was the yeah. other thing the guy mentioned. I forgot about that. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Hey, you know, maybe on Mondays, um, Dave, you, you could probably bring a notepad when you call in because I think I have a feeling you'll get a lot of opinions from our guests when, they, when they're here. Well, that'll be fantastic because Joe would quiz me on art and theater stuff, and I had no idea. 
<laughs> well, I w- but you always had good snack stories and good stories that is about, true. about the uh, trials and tribulations of uh, decorations for Christmas and, and all sorts of stuff. Halloween candy, I think I remember that one. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It, it's finally all gone. Are you serious? Oh, boy. You ought to see the Halloween candy in my office. I, I've got oh a 14-member board, so I bought this big pile of Halloween candy. They're not eating it fast enough. I don't know what's up with these people. Oh, because remember, nobody goes into the office anymore. Everything is a Zoom this and a Zoom that. It's awful. It's awful. Well, okay, okay. All right. Since this, uh, we are talking. All right, people of Catch Can, yes, I, you know how to reach me. Everyone in Catch Can, they know how to re- They Facebook me. They personal email me. They text me. They call me. They do all sorts of stuff because I'm not in the office a whole lot because like many other chambers around the state, I want to say there's at least five or six of us around the state. uh, We have one employee, like literally one employee. So I can do a couple different things. I can move around the community and talk to our members and and do stuff related to bettering the business economy and catch can. And that doesn't happen from within the four walls of my office. Or I can stay inside my office and make sure the files look pretty. I would wage the argument that our members of the business community would prefer not to have such nice-looking files. <laughs> Getting <Agreed>. laughs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, um, last question for you. Um, I remember back when I was on the show, you and I were talking, and um, and then I was on the show a couple times with Joe, and you had mentioned on several occasions um, kind of a little bit of a frustration that you all were having with the fact that things were taking so, like, it, it didn't feel like the machine of the legislature was moving fast enough. And, you know, as a result, we're having, like, whatever, 14 special sessions, not really, but, you know, something like that. Um, do you feel like it'll move a little fast? Is there a sense of urgency this year? Well, you know, the governor said in a state of the state address that expectations are low because it's an election year. And and, and I, I think between your members and your members, customers and clients, uh, nobody's in the mood for excuses. True. I mean, the, the, the putting your hands in your pocket, saying, oh, geez, you know, it's an election year. I guess we'll have to wait. I mean, there, there's... As, as a very, very, very short-term government guy, uh, it, 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 it is dumbfounding to me that everyone will say, this is a big priority, we need to move on this immediately, uh, and then a day later, it's, well, you know, this is complicated, it's going to take us a, a couple years. I, I, for, for all of the perceived moving parts the Alaska government and government funding has, it, it's, it really boils down to political will. What are you willing to do? What are you willing to negotiate? And, and I know that there are critics of the governor's fiscal proposal. The, the, the problem is we, we don't have a counteroffer. And in business, you can negotiate any deal, whether it's a supplier, whether it's a customer, but you have to have the counteroffer. And, and for all of the criticism the governor's proposal has received, nobody's really held up a, well, what about this? Because, well, what about this would have to come from a vote of the legislature, and we certainly don't see that happening anytime soon. Well, and I think it's also incumbent upon the voters and the constituents, you know, if they see an issue that's on the radar in their community that's of great importance, then you ought to be reaching out to your legislators and and saying, hey, I want to see some movement on this, or this is really important to Catch Can, or Metlakatla, or POW, or wherever it is, you know, that you're listening from. I mean, would you not agree? I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. If, if, 
working remotely and being more aware of you know what your kids are learning or what's going on in your local community or in the state government is a derivative impact of COVID, then people need to understand that their voices are the most powerful voices that any elected official can hear. Absolutely. Hey, you want to hear an interesting little tidbit? And this one you yeah. don't know. Okay, so Ketchikan uh, has been working on, uh, because we're only 90 minutes from Seattle, we've got great undersea fiber cable now for internet. I mean, we've got a lot of great things going for Ketchikan. And we've been working on a little over a year launching a remote workers website uh, that is directly uh, being marketed towards those folks who can basically bring their job with them. Uh, so we launched it a month ago. And I had a meeting last week with our web designers, and we've got a digital marketing campaign. You're a press guy, right? So no press releases have gone out, nothing of the sort, only this digital campaign. Uh, the site, by the way, is choosecatchcan.com. Well, we had a lofty goal of, you know, we didn't want to be overachievers. We thought maybe five families or five people might want to move to Ketchcan in the course of a year. Well, in the first month, we've gotten 33 applications. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. And the really cool thing is that we've discovered is that, well, not only is there a huge amount of interest, um, but as I was kind of going through the applications, it appears if probably four or five at first glance, um, four or five of the people who applied, um, they're not necessarily remote workers, but when I was looking through their background and their experience, they actually have very translatable, high demand skills for our town. So we're really going to have this two-pronged tool for Ketchcan now in the sense that, okay, what? Well, thanks so much for applying. We really appreciate it. I see that you're a welder. Guess what? How about we hook you up with these folks over at the shipyard or here and here and here? Um, we see that you have a bunch of hospitality management experience. A uh, huge demand for that in Ketchikan. Um, why don't I introduce you to so-and-so? And so it could be a very, very good tool for our economy because you you know it just as well as we do here in Ketchikan. It's like, where did all these workers go? Where did, oh, where did where, Not remote workers. I'm talking the workers from before. Where are they now? Exactly. It, it, exactly. It, it is, uh, you know, we... we I've got friends in the hospitality industry. My daughter, uh, 17 years old, works for a restaurant here in town. And uh, we go there to, to spy slash uh, watch her work every once in a while at night. <laughs> and we talk with the, the owner, and it, he said it's, it's, it's the worst he's ever seen it. There, there's there whether it's just your regular high school kids to bus tables or or he said the hospitality industry is a great great way to make money, but you have to come to work to to make the money and he he said he's he's never seen it like this. And then you know we we're talking about truck drivers earlier. 20, 30 years ago, your parents had bust your chops if you, you got bad grades. So what do you want to do, drive a truck your entire life? Well, uh, cross-country truck drivers start anywhere between sixty-five dollars and $85,000 a year with uh, no student loan debt. Yep, indeed, indeed. I mean, it's just like a few years ago, the hot-button topic, um, having served on the school board here in Ketchikan with Ginny, my guest, um, the hot-button topic was um, tech training. Like, not every kid wants to go to college. So, you know, when these kids go from a trade school and then go into HVAC or plumbing or whatever it may be, they're making bank, and they've got zero student loans. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, hey, thank you so much. I always love talking to you. And we'll uh, talk again next Monday. How's that sound? 
Absolutely. Looking forward to the conversation. You all have a great week. Chat with you soon. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Alrighty, that's cool. Dave from the governor's office calls in every Monday right here on First City Forum. And a couple of other things. Okay, so I have Renee and Jenny from TSS Incorporated in the studio today, chamber members. And um, I've got a little gift for you. So there's an opportunity this year to up your dues by 10%. You do the math, however big your, your company is, right? But it's a pretty cool deal. You just added another 10% on top of your dues. You can do it later after you paid your dues, whenever. And you get this groovy little card, and it ne- means that you get what, at least one free chamber lunch. You get 10% off a whole bunch of other things, like if you're in the July 4th parade or you come to the annual gala, if you do Merry Merchants and Munch, you know, that can kind of add up. The ultimate goal with this is to have stickers um, and remember I'm one person me 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 and me running the running the show here uh, but to have stickers in the window I was talking with Charlotte over at Parnassus over the weekend I showed her this new card um, you can't see it because we're on the radio but I showed her this new card and I said wouldn't it be neat to have stickers in the window and then people could come in and they show their card and they get 10% off and she goes oh that's a great idea I'll put that on my to-do list my t- anyway, Renee, there's Yay. your card. There's Thank your card. You. And then the, the other uh, thing that I wanted to do for sure is uh, to remind folks uh, we're talking about issues here. We are having a free chambered lunch this Wednesday via Zoom only. Uh, and I do this occasionally. This doesn't have anything to do with COVID. It's just the fact that our presenter for this luncheon is talking about an issue that's of high importance to Ketchikan. I know it's going to be a very popular issue. Uh, Plus, uh, he's zooming in from Juneau. And so with that being said, it just makes it, 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 I feel like more people could participate via Zoom. Anyway, it's Jim Clark. He is the counsel for uh, us as well as others uh, on the litigation on the uh, roadless rule. Uh, So that's very interesting. And even more interesting, and this guy has been working on this subject for for Renee goes forever. No, but I think like literally like 20 yeah. or 30 years or something. Yeah. But the thing that I think makes it even more interesting for Ketchikan is the fact that within this small community, we actually do have entities that have come down on one side or the other in terms of do we support uh, the roadless rule exemption or do we not? And for various reasons. So this would be a good opportunity to have that discussion. It is free. It is open to the public. And um, if you want, you can get that Zoom link on our Facebook page or just shoot me an email over at info at Ketchikan Chamber, and I'll uh, be happy to share that Zoom link. But that, that should be a good presentation. And, you know, chamber lunches are like an hour long. It starts at noon, usually over by one. I think this is one of those, you know, occasionally we'll have a speaker where it just kind of go. you have to kind of do the hook thing at 1.30. Uh, because like people do have to get back to work but anyway speaking of getting back to work uh, you guys over at TSS you're always on the cutting edge of being innovative and you've done it again again and all right so listen up people this is super duper important and you're gonna love it well we um, just like everybody else we've struggled with the uh, what do we do in the COVID era kind of thing and one of the things we came up with was how can we help and support the DMV in Ketchikan? Because we all know that's been several months that they've been struggling 
you know, with the hiring issue, with the training issue, and, you know, COVID took their people out at various It's times. hurting businesses. Last May, time. I got a panicked email from one of our members um, who had just purchased, like, five something like five eighty thousand dollar boats for their mm-hmm. operation yeah. and they're sitting there and they, they've got them rented out for the upcoming season yep. and they can't get the licenses correct yeah so, so you're curing that problem so dmv uh, uh has what they call a business partner program and so i contacted them and went through the motions there's a whole bunch of things that come into it it's a big contract thing um, you have to buy the equipment and, and so there's a whole bunch of different things that come in. Suffice that to say that we are still doing training. We start training again tomorrow, um, week long training sessions. Um, and soon, I think we've picked a date of Valentine's Day, we'll be rolling out and doing by appointment to start just so we can get our feet wet. Um, and we'll be able to do some of your IDs and licenses and tags and titles. As we go through this process, and Jenny will speak more about the various different things, um, then we'll add some other components. You know, um, I, I can't tell you how many times people call and ask us, when can my kid take their driver's test? We are not ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but we'll keep moving through the motions and um, our goal is not to replace what DMV downtown does but to augment so you have a different choice um, and a different opportunity you know when maybe they're in training we won't be and vice versa so you have some opportunities to get these things done people are gonna like this uh, and and I remember this okay so in Florida uh, I can't believe it's been 13 years but back in in Tallahassee they have a different setup down there it's called tax collector who is actually an elected individual Mm -hmm. but the tax collector runs the whole deal like they're Mm -hmm. a private office and Mm -hmm. they have various offices Mm -hmm. all over town and that number went up and down with various tax collectors but basically whatever side of town you were on there was there was a little office just like yours yeah and so this will get you the opportunity just to um Super convenient. Convenient. You don't have to struggle. Parking at the state building sometimes is hard. We don't have a metal detector that you have to go through. I mean, there's just, it it will just open some things up. And so giving some opportunity to help support what the state is already doing. um, And it also helps support us. My, I don't want to lay anybody off. And quite frankly, we don't even consider that because we can't hire enough people just like everybody mm-hmm, else. Right. Um, we need somebody to run this this TSS Express is what we call it. Um, we need somebody to run it because we think it will be very busy and Jenny's drawing blood and you know doing some drug screens and managing our other offices um, and so for us to have another person is important but we can't keep waiting so we've just decided with Lindley Mitchell who also works in our office Jenny and myself, we're just going to throw the door open and get going. Well, and I, okay, so yeah, people remember, and I, I feel like for the most part, people are exceedingly uh, generous to new businesses opening their doors around mm-hmm. Ketchikan. Yeah. You know, they kind of give them a little bit of a, a leeway, you know, like maybe it's a new restaurant or, or something like that, where they kind of work out the kinks, operationally yeah. speaking. Yeah. So bear in mind folks you know this is an entirely new deal and ultimately you 
get like a whole thesis for notes <laughs> over there, does. Jenny. <laughs> this is just one of our one trainings. <laughs> are you serious? Holy smokes. Yeah. One class. So are you ultimately, okay, so driver's test down the line. Um, easy stuff right now uh, still requires a lot of training. Are you going to be able to combine any of your current CDL stuff that you do over at TSS with this? We hope by fall, yeah. I think is our goal. <laughs> you had a look of fear on your face, Jenny. <laughs> it, it's kind of frightening. It's, there, it's it, a big responsibility. It is. And so, and the state has parameters that you have to live within and, you know, we're accessing the state system. And so we had to have these big background checks and all of these different things that just take time, mm -hmm. you know. So we've been working on this six months. Probably. Probably. Wow. <laughs> now, there, there is going to be, I was thinking about this the other day, um, there is going to be a little bit of an upcharge. But mm -hmm. the way that I view that is it's the convenience fee. Kind of like you, if you're going to use K-Town Deliveries or Catch mm -hmm. Courier, right? Mm -hmm. um, that, that their fee is the convenience fee, mm -hmm. right? Because you don't have to leave your house, they're bringing it to you. And so this is very much that you're not gonna be going to people's houses, right. uh, but. But you will be able, it, there is will be a, a fee attached uh, per transaction. Um, we've settled on 1250 to start. Um, she, is that right? Yeah. I'm looking yeah. at Jenny. Is that right? <laughs> Jenny, Jenny is the go-to always. Um, and so, you know, it, we have to we have to pay the staff, right? And right. so, in some places, when we did the research, some people are charging twenty dollars per transaction. And so we, I felt like, you know, we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. I don't want us to. I don't need to gouge people. Uh, but I need to be able to pay the staff to run the, the division. And so we felt like if we could do the number of transactions, 1250 was good for us. So that's where we're starting. We're going to throw the door open and get people, get those tags on the cars and the registrations done and the things that people are desperately seeking. Wow. Okay. So now I'm going to, I'm going to interject. I always get to do that at least, at least once in a program. <laughs> hey, it's all coming back to me now. Anyway. So, a little backstory. I have this itty bitty tiny tiny little chamber of commerce sticker in my hand. It's actually a window cling, right? Mm -hmm. So, I was getting ready to uh at the end of the year, uh leave town with my family finally for a vacation, and it's a very very busy time at the chamber, right? We had a brand new membership magazine that needed to go out. We had all of our annual billing, you know, the list just goes on and on. And admittedly admin stuff is not my particular area of talent. Anyway, so I was getting all this stuff done on the to-do list and I placed an order for the window stickers. Believe it or not, these window stickers saying you're a member of the chamber are quite important to people around town, I've discovered. Yes, they are. <laughs> and so I off went the order and I went, oh, wait, they, they came. I, I wasn't being careful. I no attention to detail. And they're literally like one inch by one inch. They're tiny, tiny, <laughs> tiny little things. I was kind of wondering there. You were kind of wondering. Yeah, yeah, me too. I went, uh-oh, this is really bad. And I thought, oh, well, that's okay. I can work with some of the leftover stickers of the correct size that I have from before. But I'll still be able to give these member 2022 stickers out. Looked at those, and I had ordered 2021 all over again. 
So needless to say, people, I have an idea. So these little itty bitty stickers are actually perfect for those of you out there that have fleets of vehicles. I'm mm -hmm. thinking Channel Electric, Schmalk, those kind of folks yeah. um, that have fleets of vehicles because these can go in your back window and they're, they're clings, they're not stickers, so on off, you know, whenever you want. Uh, but I've got a lot of them, so those will be going out. But then the real stickers, the good stickers are finally here. So now people, you'll get your stickers in the next week or so. Those, <laughs> I should send some those, of these over to you. Yeah. You do a lot of fleet stuff. Those <laughs> little ones will be great for the tour operators who have multiple vehicles, you know, true. because a lot of our visitors are chamber members and they want to support other chamber members. So that is true. Be that great is true. to have a sticker to identify yourself. Well, and it's interesting, um, you know, that you would say that because it, it's we work very, very closely with the Visitors Bureau because mm -hmm. the amount of, in other towns, I was telling someone this this morning, it's very often that the Visitors Bureau and the Chamber yeah. are the same entity yeah. or they work under the same roof. Uh, that's not the case in Ketchikan. Not saying that's bad or good, just in the case. And so I send a lot of leads over uh, to the, the Visitors Bureau definitely over the course of a year. I, I say we send probably 25 or 30 um, general referrals out not only to KVB but in general sure. to folks so I mean it's it's pretty astounding the number of stuff so Valentine's Day but it is everyone gonna get like a free chocolate <laughs> <laughs> We, we can, can work on that. Catch a candy. Call catch <laughs> we candies. We can make amazing things <laughs> happen. And a free in that. truffle with your driver's license. That's easy. <laughs> Good way to make everybody uh, treat us right. <laughs> there you go. No pun intended. Right. No pun intended. But are, now you mentioned that you are still looking uh, for some staff for this. Is that true? Mm -hmm. And where could they find the application? Uh, the best thing to do is just uh, stop in or send us your resume. Um, Jenny likes to have those resumes come into info at tss-safety.com. Just pop that in, put in your subject line, DMV, TSS Express, what you know, just so it's identified. Um, we, we could go a lot of different ways. If somebody wanted to work in the drug testing side and not the TSS Express, we could do that. I mean, we're, we're pretty flexible because we, we cross-train everybody. So that works pretty well for us. Um, but we, are, we, we really need some help. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> well, let us know how we can help. Well, I think this is great. Hey, guys, a couple more things to mention. Um, I wanted to give a big shout out to our newest uh, sponsors of the Chamber for 2022, First Bank, Northern Sales, The Bay Company, and The Landing. And also three new members. Uh, we've been growing like leaps and bounds. Uh, RYC, Wish, and Starboard Frames and Gifts, new members of the Chamber show up. <laughs> Look for their stickers in the window or in their cars. Depends. Bring the magnifying glass. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, some of our some of our members have baby windows, like yes. Hamilton over at oh, Fish yeah. Creek Company. Yeah, he has itty bitty windows, and so these would be more. I'm going to find a use for these. I don't like to throw stuff away or waste money. Um, hey, speaking of money, uh, Queen, you guys. Queen of Hearts? I think you've played once, haven't you? I, I play more than once. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Queen, if you are not familiar with the Queen of Hearts, uh, this is a little dealio that I uh, borrowed from, I was I was on Facebook and I found this, this Rotary Club in Lawrenceville, Kentucky or somewhere, <laughs> has this, this thing, this Queen of Hearts. And I'm like, what is that? And, and I'm watching and, oh, that's really cool. We should do that. And I keep watching it, you know, because that's how it goes with Facebook. You right. look at something once, you see it 50 more times. Right. Yeah. Anyway, their pot finally um, 
got up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! That was crazy. Our pod isn't that large, but here's how it works: you go to catchcanchamber.com, look for the redheaded queen. You can buy a ticket until eleven a.m. every Friday. That's the cutoff. Period. Tickets are five bucks a piece or five for twenty, and then I sit in my little office every Friday and write out all the names of the tickets for people, put them in the tumbler, draw a name, call you, let's say, Renee, you're the winner, and I'll say, which card do you want me to turn over? We decided, this is our second go-round, to kind of up it a little bit. So if you turn over the Queen of Hearts, you get half the pot, which, by the way, this week so far is $5,450. Mm-hmm. If you turn over any of the other queens, you get 150 cash. But then there's a whole bunch of other prizes. And good stuff. Yeah, there's a GCI <laughs> Apple Watch. There's a really big gift certificate from Edward Jones. Not to Edward Jones, but to a local business. There's like a $200 swag bag from Legacy Real Estate. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a um, $100 landing certificate. There's Madison. I mean, there's all sorts of good, good cards. Good stuff in there. And now here's the deal for this week. And this is why you should be listening up, people. Um, sometimes, and I don't know, um, but, you know, it'll be that person that only bought one ticket whose name gets drawn, right? Well, there's like 34 cards left on the board and maybe 33, but there's still 20 prizes about. About 20 prizes are still under those cards. So statistically speaking, we're getting to the point where you have to have really bad, bad, bad luck to not win anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Because we're, we're going to turn over some. Tanya Stevens won a $50 Safeway card last week. You know, so if you if you buy a couple tickets for ten bucks or whatever and win a fifty dollars Safeway gift card, that's a win win for me. I I don't know. Catchcanchamber.com. You can grab those tickets until Fridays at eleven a.m. Do you know how much our winning pot was in August? Finally, I don't remember. It was it was like twelve thousand six hundred and ninety dollars. So Denise Marchant took home half of that money. So wow. I'm, I really want to see our pot get super duper I duper big. Need to buy a ticket this um, right? week. Yeah, you got to buy a ticket. I mean, yeah, whatever, you know. And then what happens is if you buy a ticket this week and we don't pull your name, I put all those tickets in an envelope. We keep them in our storage, and the whole thing starts all over. That's yeah. how the pot grows. Got to oh. get it every week. Got to get it every week. Hey, thanks for coming by, guys. I really Thank appreciate you. it. Yeah. That was yeah. very interesting. New DMV office opening over at TSS called TSS Express. Valentine's Day they're shooting for. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Hey, don't forget, you can catch all the program reruns at catchcanradio.com. We'll be linking that over to Catch Can Chamber. And if you'd like to be on the show, chamber members, or a business issue, you can give me a call over at the chamber or email me info at catchcanchamber.com. So we were talking about Valentine's Day. So next week on the show, we're going to have Charlotte Glover uh, from Parnassus. And she's going to be talking about her date with the book uh, thing that she does for Valentine's. And I was telling her, because um, I belong to this kind of chamber executive director group, and one of them have this really cool thing. I want to do this next year. Uh, they do it every Valentine's week, and it's called uh, the Chocolate Crawl. And so you can go all around to various, kind of like an art walk, but it's a chocolate crawl. So everywhere you go, you get chocolate where you're locally shopping. Yeah. That'd be yummy. Yeah, it would be (laughs) yummy. I would be yummy. All righty, that'll do it today for First City Forum. Thanks for listening, and have a great rest of your day.